0: Welcome back to Trash Talk, the show that was almost on ESPN, but then I decided to say the word Bukaki the episode before we sent it over. So unfortunately, we're still stuck here in podcast (laughs) and KO format. But you know what? We're still ticking, which was some of the shit that's been said on this show over the years. I am partly surprised. Peter Hooley. Mate, I'm still flat about that during the NBL Cup. Could have been on ESPN. About 10 episodes would have been great. Live as well, what we wanted. Live in between the NBL Cup. But no. You ruined it. I had to go on Urban Dictionary and just give a nice explicit turn. Worst part was you did explain. You purposely said, do not go look up what that word means. (laughs) Which when you say that, people go immediately who don't know what it means, and now everybody knows, including head of ESPN. Well, anyway, get your head out of the gutter and let's get back. Uh, There's big news. Big news. Bryce Cotton said Mm. to sit out the remainder of the regular season, and I say regular season in those little, for those listening in podcast format, little inverted commas. Is this just – is it a serious – Oh, serious. As we think it is, how do do we know? Because I think you want any excuse to rest Bryce Cotton until the rest of the season. It sounds a hematoma. I'm not even sure exactly – what that is, but it requires surgery. And from the rough it's- Google that I did, it's not fun to have. Well, yeah, and from what we've seen in other uh, sports, other similar injuries, it's like a minimum four to six weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. How many weeks exactly do we have left? Because this season Two. has gone on so long that I wouldn't be surprised if they just extended it at another six. Well... <laughs> You know, no one wants after this whole season not to have Bryce Cotton in the finals. So no, not it's at gonna, all. And we're, I'm not sure. That kills so. the season. If Bryce Cotton doesn't play in the oh finals, the season is dead it's because gonna, United will just waltz into the finals be, and win by 15 every game. And now I say that, that will come back to bite me because it's the Perth Wildcats. Well, not and either. they find a way to win <laughs> no matter what. That's a good point, but... They've got to get there first. Like, if their semi-final matchup is a full-strength Phoenix, they're playing some really good basketball. So they need Bryce Cotton. They'll still have the home semi-finals. court advantage. I still reckon they get it done, but it's a fair point. Without Bryce Cotton... It changes what, everything. We don't really know what this team can do without Bryce Cotton. Well, we saw them against the Sixers. They have to win that game anyway without yeah. Bryce, and it didn't look great offensively. Still got the job but they're done. Still, they're, I, I'm willing to give them a few games to find their rhythm yeah. because when you take a guy out that's that good... Mm-hmm and it dominates the ball that much, you're going to have to find your rhythm. And I'll tell you what, they're lucky they got Magne in if he does have to miss a significant amount it of time. Is, It is worrying, though, because hopefully it's just something that there was just a quick fix in terms of they were probably going to rest him anyway and like, well, let's just get it done. Because they played six games in 11 days. He's leading the league in minutes by far. So... Would have been nice to see him rest anyway, but... Is this a blessing in disguise? Is it something where... Okay, comes, and we're not sure how bad it... Like, that's am not a, I'm not a medical expert no, by any not even, sense. Absolutely not even close. Absolutely not even close. No. But, <laughs> but if Bryce... I had Scott- a few jokes there. <laughs> I just left oh, it. Oh, there was a couple I of things it, that I, I could say. completely. But we've already started off the program on that note. Yeah, and we've it. diverted. But look, if Bryce Cotton does take these near the end of the regular mm. season off, is that a bit of a blessing in disguise for the Wildcats? Does he come back into the finals assuming that he's good to go and that four to six weeks is with two weeks of on-court activity, is it? does that help the Wildcats? Because we've been saying all year, we've said on a couple of shows previously that... He looks tired. He looked tired. Yeah. And if he could take two weeks off, that'd be perfect well, for Well, you're right. If he can come back ready for semifinal game one n- as near full strength as possible, then I'm all good with that. But I, I do worry that it might be a little worse than that and that's not going to be good news for the Wildcats because... It's Bryce. It's the best player in the league and the most integral part it's bad of their news. system. It's bad news for everything. It's yeah. bad news for the viewership. It's Every, bad news yeah, you're for right. absolutely everything. Yeah. This guy is the marquee player of the NBL. They can't care. win a title without him, though. They really can't. It's, oh. kind of, I know. it's the Perth Wildcats. I know. But <laughs> it's But it's Bryce Cotton, man. It's like speaking of something in public you shouldn't be speaking oh, about. you sort of point. got to whisper it. If good you're going to go against the Wildcats, sure, just say point. it quietly. Yeah, baby. it's just, a good point. Yeah, Don't say it out loud. Think it to yourself. But anyway, the big question is now, Mooney or Cotton, is this the opening window? There was a lot of arguments for John Mooney to potentially be a valid MVP winner before this. Mm. And now with Bryce Cotton missing the final few games, how's that going to affect Mooney? If he goes and continues, gets another four double-doubles, then you've probably got to say the guy's the MVP. And I probably say that when you look at the stats, yes, Bryce Cotton scored a lot more, but Mooney was right there as MVP anyway. So this could just be the one that tips the scale. Well, Mooney's in the NBA next year, isn't he? From what he, oh, well, I don't know. I, th- I think he's another one of those guys. Like you look at, like even a guy in Perry Ellis, of course, didn't play like John Mooney. Mm-hmm. But guys that come over in that sort of role, like mildly Perry Ellis undersized, do what Mooney. He didn't do what Mooney, did, didn't do what Mooney is. That was an absolutely shocking comparison. But they, <laughs> had, they had similar game types in terms of that undersized for the NBA. Or I thought you were going more towards that. Both fresh out of college, looked like they. Fresh out of college, forty-eight years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that sort of sense as well. But they've got that sort of, you know, hard-nosed. They're not flashy skill type players. I'd say that Mooney probably. I've got, is a I've got bit the more stats for you. So you bring it up. Uh, John Perry Ellis and John Mooney. <laughs> Perry Ellis still. He's actually going back to Kansas next year. Perry Ellis. Uh, so John Mooney, seventeen point seven points per game, three and a half assists, eleven and a half rebounds, leads the league double doubles rebounds. Bryce Cotton, twenty-three and a half, five point seven assists and two point nine. So career numbers for Bryce Cotton and passing the ball. But has John Mooney been even better than we thought because of Bryce Cotton? That's what I was about to say. You read the run sheet. Well, no, it's not on there. It's just that, there's, actually, being an there's actually the barely anything on the run <laughs> sheet. But Tra- no, I, Tra- I agree that sheet. if John Mooney's on another team without the guy that attracts the most attention in the league, is he going to have the same impact? I like to think on the on the boards, yes. Mm. I think he's still capable of getting a double double every game, but he's probably not sitting that high up in the points because he does get a lot of shots where you get two guys running at Bryce Cotton and Mooney is yep. just sitting out there. When you've got a double Cotton on the ball, he admits ball. that he knows that he just loves playing with it. And I actually and, it's made... not, and that's the thing; it's not his fault. And how deep do we go into mm-hmm. this MVP voting? And, and, well, at halftime of the game against Sixers without Bryce Cotton, I made that call of saying like, well, John Mooney, I think he had like. Nine and five, or something. And I said, You can see how important Bryce Cotton is to Mooney's success as well. And then he went and had. Uh, finish with nineteen and thirteen or something ridiculous. So well, they both they both produce for each other. 100%. They both provide yeah. stuff for each other. If Mooney didn't shoot like that from the outside, Cotton would be much easier to guard on the on-ball. Mooney actually sets a great mm. screen as well. I mm. think we underestimate. There's a lot of aspects of his game that come from playing high-level ACC I think it's basketball. Still, it's the Bryce Cotton though. I think it has to be. Even if he, even if John Mooney just blows these. If if okay, here's the thing. If Mooney leads the Wildcats, and I'm not just saying just get his usual double-double because that's par for the course. Doesn't change too much. If he leads the wildcats to wins without bryce cotton out there good wins where he is the sole contributor and he gets 20 at 15 well and i think that changes the, the, the narrative that, that he, changes the narrative But he needs bryce cotton doesn't it so that, that changes that could, it and, and that's, it, that's what i mean it's a narrative-based award most of the time the we exact, don't just look at stats uh, otherwise so would probably yeah. have a couple because he has unbelievable numbers and it's not a brownlow style that's no. what really could help because if that what's happened do in you the last get a vote weeks, no i don't oh that's bullshit yeah You've done enough, surely, in the media this year to vote. Mate, I'm happy to jump on board. I'd love to. Oh, a, who gets the votes? Do we know? I know Olgan gets one. Liam, Liam gets one. Gets I'm some. confident with those guys having votes that they make the right decision. Um, I, don't, I don't even think Drewy does. Surely, I don't think Gazy does. Surely, Gazy gets well, a vote a on anything. The dude's on the bounce. Um, He's on I'm, everything. I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure. Um, yeah, maybe it's because I tried to vote for you. When you were playing So I don't know I'm not sure Stitch up (laughs) Uh, Well it's it's gonna be interesting To see how that Does get played But but the fact is The guys who have voted Have already made The awareness They are in the same thing Of like hang on Like should we be giving John Mooney more credit here So it'll be interesting Which comes back With all NBL teams That's coaches and captains Yeah which team is going to be like, you know what? Well, there's the one. And I was just about to say it happened in the NBL one. We've seen it happen quite a few happens times in the, C- the NBL one. Oh, it happens in the NBL one. Because when when we're voting, mm. you 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 don't, you can't vote for the guy that you think should win the MVP no. who's on your team. No. So you actively vote for the person who you think has no, no chance, chance, but the vote will still Ooh. seem credible. So right. you'll vote for the guy that may have been on the worst team in the league, but he's fourth in the scoring. Will Colton Iverson get a lot of first team votes? Likely. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. We're going to see if... They do that because it's you think about. It, like, well, he actually had some. He had a good impact. It's not the worst. <laughs> There's going to so be it's... a major stuff up one year, and someone like ugh, I don't know, Besto or something is going to get. <laughs> he, is, game, yeah, vote yeah, four games yeah. is going to end up in the first team. But they would interrupt. I'm I'm assuming in the voting if that happens. Well, we get off topic quick, don't we? But uh, it's going to be what's yeah. off topic when there's no run sheet. It's, hey, well, tram run sheet. Tram. But no, uh, I think it's Bryce Cotton. Uh, I don't care what happens the last week. I think it'll be Bryce Cotton. East Melbourne lock in Simon Mitchell and mm. those woeful green pants for another season. I'm assuming who's do they have a dress sponsor at the Phoenix? The they, league has. They one. did men's club. No, is it men's club? No, I, it men's club? Nah, Phoenix had their own last year. I thought because they were in suits. God, they, I, don't, I don't think it was men's club. No, no, no. They wore suits, but that was for something I ran, different. Right? I don't, I don't believe it was. A proper. Simon Mitchell normally listens to the show, and you brought this up before. He hasn't. The pants are shocking. Yeah. The pants are so, so bad. So that's bad. why it's a good signing, but flat No, about I, the I, pants. I think Simon Mitchell's a great person. I think he's a great coach, and I think he's well and truly earned this extension. But you're this just extension. flat about the pants. But I'm flat about the pants. Yeah. That's fair enough. I just don't want to see them as a on man the who, sidelines. As a man who normally dresses pretty well, at 6am, walking out of bars on track. I well, dress better than you. <laughs> mate, I've, I've told you. You're walking I've, here in pyjamas. This is a car. This is the most expensive thing I own. <laughs> no, uh, but I, I'm of Simon Mitchell. I think I think that's a good sign. He's more than... There was all the rumours of, is Brian Gorgian going to come back? Mm. All this sort of stuff. And if Brian Gorgian is available, look, is he looking at United? What's he looking at? Because at the moment, he can sort of... He's one of those guys who can pick his spot, in a way, if, if the position is available. I think this is good that they've given Simon Mitchell this extension because he's earned it. It would have been... It would have been ridiculously unfair if he had a- Second year into a new second franchise. Second year into a new, and he's, he's done a great job. The players love him. Very likable guy. Yeah. I think he's the right dude to lead this franchise. Well, you want to keep, happy that you keep the base structure to as long as you can, don't you? To build yeah, on that sure. so, from what you started with. And um, Yeah, they've hit some roadblocks here and there, but to be able to build on that and he understands the culture, that Tommy Greer wants to grow there. So. But you also need, like, like, of course, I've got friends within the Southeast Melbourne team. You also need a coach that players respect mm. and like, yep. and that is Simon Mitchell. He's a very well-respected guy throughout the league. And there's a lot to be said about X's and O's and all this sort of stuff, stuff that Simon is very proficient at. Mm. But it's also players will play hard for you. And we we can't deny that the Phoenix guys play hard. They will play hard for a coach that they respect. Mm. And that's something that he has there. And it's why I always push for a guy like Jamie O'Loughlin to get a shot in the league somewhere, whether it be Brisbane or somewhere like that. It's coaches that are respected by the players and liked – can go a long way in this league. Oh, I mean, Simon, who was our coach when we won the championship, I have big respect for him. I love what he does. So I'm happy for him and gets another chance to really contest. But right now, as you see, with a full roster with no distractions, no injuries, they're going to be a problem. Like They are going to be a serious... Well, they are. But they've got to get in there first. Oh, they're in there I think they're going to make yeah. it. I know. We're talking about mathematical sort of stuff. But who takes out that fourth spot? Look, there's a lot of teams, and we'll throw up the current standings mm. at the moment. There's a lot of teams that are well and truly in the contest for the running with that fourth spot. I think Brisbane sort of knocked themselves out. <sighs> well, they've got the, the other most games night They've there. got yeah. the most games left, Brisbane. So it's going to be they've got to win every single one. But again, I think it's going to be the they've Hawks. They've got a very Brisbane have got a pretty easy schedule yeah. coming up as well. I think it's going to be the Hawks. Uh, who are going to do it because Destiny's kind of in their own hands. Um, Sydney's splitting uh, that road trip. Uh, what we don't see there is the actual percentage, which is the Hawks' percentage versus the Kings is not good. So the Kings will be happy with that. If they can just get some wins, uh, Hawks, How many uh, games uh, do we have left exactly? I think they all, t- all teams play 36. So Brisbane have the most. They've got five yeah. left. Um, so that's going to be... So it's in Brisbane. It's technically a technical mathematical chance, but it is in Brisbane's own hands. But again, what we're speaking about with... There's three teams going for it: the Hawks, uh, Bullets, and Kings. You don't just want to limp in there into the fourth and be like, "Yeah, we're happy, we're here, we made it, Uh, we just got in." Oh, we've got Melbourne. I'll happily limp into the finals. you do. You get bonus, or you have to win. I think no, you get bonuses. Yeah. I believe you get bonuses. It depends on your contract, but you will get a bonus for making the finals, and then you get more money for the win. So you can really see the guys that have the incentives in their contracts because they might be averaging three rebounds for the year, and then oh, all of a sudden the finals come around, they bump that up to six. <laughs> well, it's, they're attacking the boards. They know there's money on the line. But you also don't want to, like, we saw Illawarra versus Melbourne last week, and Melbourne just put the sword to them. Yeah. Um, t- golding But that is Melbourne, time. and we could, we could very well get to the finals here, and Melbourne could just blow teams away. Mm. They're that type of team. They've got a bit of arrogance to them. Yeah, 100%. And whether I agree with that arrogance, Mm. sometimes it annoys me. I do think this team is a little bit more arrogant than what they've proved. Mm. But you know what? (laughs) They might prove me to be an idiot when they get to the finals and just blow teams away because they've got that ability. And we've seen it a couple of times. I don't think they can do that to a full-strength Perth, Mm. but I think they can do that to every other team in the league. Yeah, well, well, even we saw the throwdown full-strength Phoenix team when they got that win. Keeper Keeper Sykes is the key to the Phoenix. So if they want to have a really strong chance at winning a title, he's got to be their main guy with Mitch Creek. But, yeah, it's... (laughs) It should be. It should be setting up nicely for some good finals games. Oh, just so Bryce, if you're listening, I know. I feel like we've been marching through the desert and an oasis right now is a down to the wire series. Senior year on a festival. That was actually just me last Saturday night trying to get to the 7-Eleven for a four a.m. Slurpee. But I feel like we been marching through the desert and the oasis mm. that we can finally nourish ourselves at yeah. will be a down to the wire Perth Melbourne final series. I want nothing else. I don't want an upset where Sydney gets in or Illawarra gets in, South East Melbourne gets in, and then either Perth or Melbourne just blow them out of the water. I want the two best teams going ahead, going head to head. That will be the only reward for having done 7,000 Trash Talk episodes Mm -hmm. and 150,000 pregame integrations this year. You integrate you actually put more effort into integrations than the rundown. So I'm pretty I impressed do. with your, your integrations. <laughs> because it's just me, Pete. I can't have you looking good over here by giving you a, a rundown that I don't send through at seven thirty AM the morning of the podcast. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, in player out of bounds, mm. I love this one because you, sir, got a text message during the week that just angered me a little bit. And I will not name the sender. Mm. But in player out of bounds, Trevor Gleason to Asia. Now, Adam Ford recently left. Sydney, of course, yeah, and I said, Oh, I smell tomfoolery, something's up here, mm. forty, Adam, we'll call him here, facial <laughs> standards. <laughs> I reckon, there's an o- I reckon there's an opportunity there. Mm. I reckon there's an opportunity at Perth because that Asia talk has always been around. We refer to it the Godfather deal. Well, Lockie Reid Asia about it. Lockie yeah. Reid, of Just course, I believe, covered this. Lockie Reed mm. covered this publicly before it was ever. Oh, a couple of days ago. A couple came, of days yeah. ago. So I, th- I think, I'm not sure how this stuff works, whether who breaks it or who mm. does what, but I, we'll, we'll credit that to Lockie Reed there. But if that Godfather deal's on the table and Trev leaves... Adam Ford just looks nicely set to step into that role. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Well, you would. Now, I was called almost a fool by someone who texted you during the week a mm-hmm. a known basketball personality, or maybe not. You are fired up. You nearly spat oh, out. You spat out your, we were having coffee. You, I, you, I spat you, out the coffee. On me. Though. On you. But someone to say that what I was saying was ridiculous and totally untrue, mm-hmm. which I thought was a very interesting text message to receive, considering the things that are about to potentially happen if Trevor takes well, that's what, Godfather yeah. Asia deal. Because I didn't know any of it until you tried to fill me in on what could potentially be happening. And I didn't even, at this point, I didn't even see the, the Lockheed Reed moving. thing. I didn't even see that. So then it all started to line up. And I was like, wow, maybe mm. Felix actually does do something else. Now, knows, you, what, understands something. So no, I reckon there's something going on. Well, I it would be. be. I it can could smell be. stuff in the water here with Trev because yeah. at some point in your career, right now he's got the safest job in basketball. He's built a culture there that is just ridiculously strong and he yeah. could sit back in his chair. And that's why some people always, you know, I spoke about Adam Ford as if I was to start a team right now, who would I have as a coach? And I go with Adam Ford. Trevor gleason has got that thing in in Park mm. at the moment. And, and and that is no disrespect to Trevor Gleeson. He's one of the greatest coaches we've ever had in this country. And I probably I wouldn't mind him having a long-term stint at the Boomers to build that sort of culture there, which Woo. is harder. It's harder when you don't have the day-to-day contact like he does yeah. with those players. It's a little harder to build that. But I don't know. Well, I reckon there could be some movement up there. If in the there jungle. is. I mean, as going back to what Lockie Reid said on the news in Perth is when you're like the best, he's been, he's set the benchmark for the yeah. last decade or whatever. I'm sure you get bored. And yeah. What is the next challenge? Yeah. So you're thinking, man, like this year, he's probably thinking this is a challenge. We lost truco why? we lost, yeah. lost Nick K. All of a sudden, they find themselves locked in for the 35th straight season. He's thinking, man, well, it wasn't really in the end. Like we got it done again. And so what's the next thing for him? He wants to challenge himself to be better. And is it a, a deal over there? Where, I mean, it's going to be big money regardless. It's Pete. It's Pete. Mate, I'm with you. I don't know. I don't no, 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 no. I know that. I know that. But just how he wants to challenge himself. He wants the bag. What? And you know what's over in Asia? The bag. Lots and lots of money. And you can buy lots of material things with that money. You can do a whole bunch of stuff that are probably not even going to mention on this podcast with that type of money. (laughs) That's what people are going over for. Challenge this, challenge that. Pay the man what he deserves. And I just don't think... I think for what he's proven himself as a coach, I don't think he can find that money Mm. in the NBL, but you can find it in Asia. Oh, absolutely. He's going to pay a truckload of money. Gorge was sitting well for a while. Gorge was sitting very well. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, he rolls up to to Body World Gym in South Melbourne when he... um, No, it's in St Kilda now. (laughs) It was actually (laughs) never Never in South (laughs) Melbourne. Rolls up in the... Lambo. He's got plenty of cash behind the back. Seat Does there. he? He doesn't drive a Lambo, oh. but I reckon he could afford one. He could find. He could finance. I don't know what to believe from you, mate. He could finance a Lamborghini. I'm sure of that. He'd have a few. But Trevor Gleeson, ones. I reckon there's a chance. If he goes over and gets the bag in China, mm. then Adam Ford can step into that role. And I reckon that has partly why he's this Sydney mutual agreement. I'm with you, mate. You've got all the inside. Guys. You talk to more people than I do, so I'll, I'll, back, do. You. I'll do. back you. I do secret coffees all over the place. Anyway, hot or cold, Kevin White game winner attempt. <laughs> oh, this is the game. Brisbane had to. Brisbane came back to win. They looked dead and came back. And Todd Blanchfield didn't play, so he would have been on the floor. But w- were you going to put someone else in? So they called a timeout. Obviously, knowing on Jay he's just not going to let Bryce Cotton beat you. No. So didn't even need a three. Uh, they double-teamed Bryce Cotton. They left Kevin White wide open. And he was way off, but he just missed here's, one here's my game thing. before. Is Kevin White a capable shooter? He's knocked down some I think he's shooting yes. 33%. Yes, yeah. he's a capable shooter. Mm. Is Kevin White an even more capable shooter when he's wide open? Well, the, the stats oh. probably say right now, no. no but, I, mean, I, I think but he's yes, better he when he just doesn't this have is, to think about this it. This is one of those situations. I'm not going to say hot or cold on this one. I'm taking a cop out. What's the point of the segment? He just missed a shot. Well, he, did. That's he just missed the shot. There was all this well, He shouldn't have been shooting. He should have been shooting that. It's just it, you flip the coin. Well, people it were either saying, goes in. He's a professional basketballer. He can make that shot. People were saying I he have drove, like he would have time to get a two up or something like that. But again, step in with he did just step in it with confidence. Ma- it's it's, it's make balls to take it. Balls to make it. That's I think what it's, my college. Well, that's if he say. makes it. All of a sudden he's a hero. Isn't all it? of a sudden you're a hero and it's yeah. a great shot. And if you could take that play again and the Wildcats are like, geez, do we want Kevin White wide open taking a three? Yeah, you'd probably take it again and well, you're back. I think if they take that play again, they might put. Kev White in the short corner, and then have like even a Mooney there, like someone who when they're going to. Oh, okay, let's let's just sub in a better shooter. He was on the floor. Yeah, we'll take a Bryce Cotton. Yeah, yeah, but maybe he wouldn't have been open if he was there. You just asked me to make up Slide a in you ma- door so You, you can make up a hy- hypothetical, but I can't. I'm the host. Fair enough. Thanks. Sorry, you. Dad. Back in your hole. Stay. Don't make me call you Ridiculous. Peter again, Ian, I'm not you... coming back. Don't make me call you Peter again because I felt bad when I had to do that last time. A lot of people call me Peter when they're mad. COVID back for finals time. Oh, Restrictions. Hey, just sitting vid. around the corner. The Ooh. vid or oh, the vid. It's back. Yeah, not <laughs> oh, good. Over in Epping. What are they doing in Epping at the oh, moment? It's all up north. I'm not. It's not. It's not <laughs> ideal because as you said, it, this looks like there's going to be two Melbourne teams locked into finals. Uh, it's only two weeks away, and hopefully, they're literally, literally them. locked into finals. Unable to leave their homes. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, A little play on words. But is it what's going to happen here? Because I can't predict anything. It seems like they're maybe avoiding to go into lockdown and we're not going to get into some it's not, it's discussion not so much, on, on political. It's not so much the lockdown that's where it's the border closures because yeah. you look at the one place that does like to close borders quicker are mm. also in the finals. So what happens there? That is true. And there's no yacht to play on. So we can't just say, like, both teams meet on no, the yacht. I did float that one with Larry last with year. The league last um, year, but it was to know about Yeah, it. so hopefully it's just something that can be over really quickly and we can get over. And the problem is... Even- imagine, oh, imagine if we got all the way to the finals, Melbourne and Perth, and COVID just, just stabbed a knife into it. That would, yeah, after the long For those things, listening on I, podcast, I am slapping wood. It would be, yeah, it'd be horrible. So hopefully it does just quickly go and that we don't get any border closures. Or, and even if there is a border closure, there still has to be like 14 days of nothing, which leads to finals, which all of a sudden can't happen. And what happens then? All of a sudden we've got a heart I'll tell you what, let's just end this one and not talk it into existence. So another hot and cold. when are not going to say hot and cold. First two, okay. First two off the bench have not been great. This one. <laughs> Nick K to the Jack Jumpers. Oh, it's a lot of talk, a lot of steam that is going to happen and they need to come with a splash. That's going to be a good splash. so They'd come with a splash with that. That'd be a big splash. Are you happy with that? Would you <laughs> be happy with Nick K? <laughs> yes, I reckon it'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think so. You look at John Mooney, Nick K 2.0 mm. right there. I think if Nick Kay's on a team without Bryce Cotton, it's another one of those ones. How does he play over there? His stats in Europe haven't been... You know, blowing teams out of the water. Europe's tough, man, at the moment. Europe is tough, especially yeah. for a physical player. He bodies people over here. I don't think you can do that as much in Europe. So mm. it wouldn't surprise me if he did want to get back to the NBL, yep. where he's sort of one of those little, not crazy athletic, but physically he overpowers a lot of guys. Sort of stuff we're starting to see a bit of Finn Delaney do as well. Yeah, we spoke Which to cool. I spoke to the uh, CEO Simon Brookhouse last oh. night, and he was saying on on air, mate, not just a oh, phone just call. I thought so you were just texting him. I wish Interesting. a bit of Liam Santamaria about me then. Uh, <laughs> and he said that they would love to be able to release some signings. The next couple of weeks. That's the idea, and that's going to be outside the league, obviously, with the league still going on. Um, and they, as the NBA starts to wind up, they've got people they're talking to, uh, all these kind of things. So they would love to be able to just have some big announcements coming on player signings. That's what everyone wants to see. All the, the other, other things, things are yeah, great yeah, now, okay. but it's like, what what are you going to put on the bus? You got a cool logo. Mm. You got a good coach. You got a good mascot. You got a good CEO. You got a giant ship as a sponsor, and a which new- we'll jump onto right now. Okay, hot or cold. Spirit of Tasmania signs on as a major partner. Well, it's hot, isn't it? Because you want to keep it Tassie. You want to keep it. It's cold. Why? Do you see what cruise ships just did to this country no. <laughs> over the last eight months, Peter Hawley? I don't think it means that they're going to be Sink sending teams these on them. I don't think they're going to be Sink sending teams them. on them. Get these cruise ships out of here. No, I'm joking. It's fantastic. I think, I think it's it's one of the symbols of Tasmania, the spirit of Tasmania. I've where, been on it a couple of times, and a couple of the other sports bit boys have been on it. It's a fantastic experience, and I reckon it's a, it's a fantastic sponsor to land, and it just sends a message to the AFL. And the good thing about us getting in this early. Oh, that's the big thing. That's the big thing because now we're getting AFL's too slow. And they'll they'll get them eventually if they go, but right now, this is the biggest ticket in Tassie. Mm. It's the biggest ticket in Tassie outside of that random Nightclub in Lonceston that we went to. Oh, good time on the Killsith Road. Yeah. Trip. Yes. I was still a have a citation time. from outside yeah. that venue, but it was a fantastic night. Jeez, this <laughs> this is just derailed This season has just gone um, far too long. But you're right, you no, know, keep it local. I love that. The Derwent Entertainment Centre, the uh, remake is gonna look Can really name good. Can we rename that? Can we rename the Derwent to Entertainment Centre the deck. Oh, you take you deck. expect the New Zealand team to come out and call it the deck? Well, <laughs> that is a recipe for disaster Well that's what it is Can not just change the name Okay well I look forward to the um, Sky Sports Boys commentary What would you call that it? That one What would you call it? I don't know The the Ant Dome something Next hot and cold <laughs> <party>. Goodness <laughs> there's me something, There's something <laughs> cool that we can nickname wow. this. The, Ant <laughs> the Ant Dome The Ant Dome that's all you could come up with. The creator. You're on the content team for Sportsbet. You come up with some elite content. And the first thing that came to your head was Ant Dome. <laughs> Elam don't, Ending. I oh, don't I'll Google Ant Dome it. either. I don't know what could come up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. I have no idea. What is wrong oh, it's with too you? Two little, little ants just going at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Elam Ending in 2022. Is this what you want to see? Yeah. yeah I want well, to see if it. We're I are to see it? NBL yeah. Cup, if it does happen, I'm not sure if it would happen, but it might be. So well, the Elam ending, the for those that don't understand, the final four minutes of the game, the clock shuts off, and I believe it's then... Well, I don't think it has to be... There's the a target minutes. score. It's, it's any time they want to have the clock cut off. It could be two minutes, four minutes, five minutes, but it's. Yeah, I think it's the difference in the, the total score. No, I believe it's the final, um, I believe it's the final four minutes... Well, that's of college because there's it's hot. I'm just note to self when we do a podcast, look up the actual, <laughs> look, look up the talk. actual meaning of. When what you're filling in hot and colds that. on the tram, <laughs> just know what you're talking. About. No, I think it's there's a certain time you can pick because it's different in the All Star game when it was in the yeah. tournament, um, and then it's. I think it's the difference in the score. It's like on, twelve points. so it goes on top of the of team the, that's leading. the leading, and then it's. It's Talk first off. to there, so you get no matter what you get some sort of game-winning style shot. Well, you can't foul, can you? No, you're like, oh, well they're going to go and finish. So all of a sudden, defile ending. Important. And shout out to the NBL Pocket Podcast and Joseph and Andrew because they're the ones that push this one non-stop. I they think want it'd the defile ending in the if they do do an NBL Cup, I'm, I'm hearing it might be right at the start of the season. If they do, I don't know if it's even so going to they happen. You, or they're just going to rename the Blitz the NBL Cup. No, no, I think there'll still be a Blitz. Oh, we can't have a Blitz and an NBL Cup. Come on, a blup. <laughs> oh no, we, we're done. And on that note, if you still this thing, we apologise for the back end. June eighth, the Tassie Jack Jumpers are going to lease their proper memberships. That's what Simon Brooker said. Get to the Ant Dome. Ant Dome is yeah, going to be ready to roll. You know, get to the Ant Dome. June eighth, memberships to the Tassie team. And if you are in Tassie then remember, if you want an AFL team there one day, then this is the way to do it. You need to come out in droves. As soon as the AFL sits there and watches an NBL stadium, a sport that notoriously hasn't had crazy amounts of fans in the building, as soon as they see that, they're going to think, OK, these Tassie people... I think that's what we call them. Hey, look at you down. Tas- like- Taswegians. Oh, no, down the barrel. Taswegians <laughs> are hungry for sports. So if you want an AFL team, it starts with the NBL team. Get out there and drive support, memberships, everything. Taswegians? Jeez, I Tas- feel like I should be just paid for that plug. Tas- anyway. Taswegians? Tasmanians, they're also called. Taswegians. Enjoy and gamble responsibly.